for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. It is the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. Hello. This is the mood of the country, I think, right now. About the COVID. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. I'm not. Joe Biden's stupid mandate. The dumbest thing that I've ever seen. I'm not anti-vax. Biden says take the shot or go home, so I'm walking out the door. Come on. Going on 50 years, <laughs> and now he's trying to bring us down, playing on people's fears. Big time. I've seen a lot of folks in DC lie, I've seen a lot of pay to play. <laughs> but Democrats have had it up to here, and now I got the guts to say, Come on now. Take your jab and stick it. I ain't taking this no more. It's worth fighting for. It's my body. It's my choice. Ain't that what the liberals say? So take this jab and stick it. This is still the USA. Take this jab and stick it. Hey, this is still the USA. Yeah, baby. My good friend Jim Gossett and I, we we got together. We collaborated. We collaborated uh, uh, yesterday on throwing that together. And uh, Jim Gossett did a brilliant job with the vocals. He always does. He always does. I'm Casey Kasem, and that's going to be a smash. Eh, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. That's going to be a smash hit, people. Write it down. Write it down. And then check out WCBM. Oh, this is kind of funny. Left-wing activists plan on bird-dogging. They're bird-dogging. Uh, Kristen Cinema. Who is uh, not uh, not too bad to look at, to be quite honest. But anyway, uh, Kristen Cinema, and she's also a great senator, I might add, and she's uh, at least more principled than Joe Manchin. Uh, the, the, these idiots decided they were gonna they were gonna bird dog her during the Boston Marathon. She's running the Boston Marathon because she's you know she's a badass. Anyway, so members of the Green New Deal Network, uh, which I think probably has three viewers. Uh, is it really a network? Is it a network? It's not like Newsmax. I work for Newsmax. We have like 60 million people watching uh, uh, in the entire week. It's pretty big. It's, it's, and it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Anyway, the uh, members of the Green New Deal Network plan to use the event to protest their opposition to President Biden's $3.5 trillion spending plan. They drove for 10 hours through the middle of the night to make it to the Boston Marathon. And they get there and she didn't run it because she has a broken foot. <laughs> that is just, I love it. I love it little snowflakes just waste their little time. And they, they get in their car because they don't have jobs, you see. And they're, and they're funded by George Soros. And they, and they drive for 10 hours through the middle of the night. And, and this, that's in a Prius. And if you've got a bunch of people in a Prius, it, it's a little small. I mean, I sold Toyotas for a living for a while. And by the way, this is a great game you can play with your kids in the car. You know, a lot of times you'll, like, we'll do things like we'll do, uh, words that start with A and then B and then C and then D, and we look, look all over the place and, and all that. Uh, you should do um, find the Prius with the coexist bumper sticker on it. If you find a Prius that doesn't have some sort of leftist, uh, all we are saying, give peace a chance, bumper sticker on the back of it, then, you know, then you've really found something. 
if you just look for Priuses with uh, with these green New Deal bumper stickers, you're going to find it. It's harder to find one that isn't decorated with some sort of, uh, uh, you know, message to make you feel really crappy about you and how you live and how much you eat and, and what kind of car you drive. Because that's what leftists like to do. They like to ride around in little cars and they like to have this moral superiority over you. It's kind of that way. Just kind of that way. Um, let's see what else here. Oh, 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 oh. I've got a lot of... Uh, economy stuff to get to. I want to mention Bill Shatner went into space. Last night I watched a little more of the uh, the uh, special on Netflix about this flight and the people who were going with Bill Shatner. And um, I, I enjoyed the first episode that I watched the night before last. And last night it was just insufferable. And I don't know why the hell they chose these people. Because there's this one 20-something who's a ding bat and I'm like, do you, were you looking for the most stupid people? I mean, honestly, other than Bill Shatner, who totally kicks butt, and they're just a 50-year-old uh, person of color. She's all right. You know, she's left of center, I can tell. The other ones, you're like, what the hell? How did you? We're looking for the most mediocre and uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, you, you would look right past them in a crowd because there's nothing exceptional about them. But we're going to throw them on a spacecraft with Bill Shatner. But I think it's amazing. And this all relates back to, you know, earlier this week, uh, and we'll get to Kamala Harris shredding Christopher Columbus and all the terrible, terrible things we did that ushered in an era of modernity that we could have never dreamed of, let alone as me as a child. I mean, I'm, I'm one of the last generation, I'm Generation X. We're the last generation of people who uh, mom yelled out the door to get you to come inside because you didn't have a, uh, a cell phone with you. And we didn't ride bike helmets and we didn't wear sunscreen. And uh, we had scabbed knees and, you know, all of this. And now, now we're walking around with the Library of Alexandria in our pocket uh, times one million. And you can broadcast to hundreds of thousands of people on your phone and any question you have about anything, you can ask the dang phone. And now we've got these two uh, space entrepreneurs, and for some odd reason, the left hates them. And I think it's because they have a lot of money. But they are basically, and nothing against NASA. NASA, thank you. You did a marvelous job. But they took what NASA did over 50 years and in one year made space travel accessible to people who aren't astronauts. It's pretty amazing. I have never lost my sense of wonder. And when I saw Bill Shatner, I mean, I teared up, man. Bill Shatner, Captain Kirk. I interviewed him. He's just a, he's a cool dude, too. But Bill Shatner went into space. We live to see it. You remember watching Star Trek when you were a kid? Star Trek was in syndication by the time I was really old enough to understand it. It was in syndication in like 70, 71. And I was like five years old and... And I remember watching it, and I was going, oh, my gosh, how, oh, look at that. He's got a, he's got a communication device that, that communicates with the spacecraft. I'm like, well, hell, uh, yeah, I got that. And, and actually, the, that's the only part of the phone I rarely use. <laughs> you know, and you look at the, the only thing we haven't accomplished that uh, we saw in Star Trek was um, the beaming people. You know, which I bet will happen, beaming people, uh, and then also just going in and pushing a button and your meal just appearing out of nowhere. You know, like a James T. Kirk's from Iowa, like me, thank you. And you go in there, push a button, I want a steak and potato, boop, and there it goes, just suddenly appears. But in 1960-whatever, when, when Star Trek was on, they didn't have microwaves. They didn't have, oh, here's another thing. You know, remember the sick bay? When you were in the sick bay and they'd run the scanner over you? We got that. We got that, and, and then some. 
We got MRIs. You can go in for a freaking MRI. You can just go in for an MRI just, you know, just as an annual checkup. Hey, I just want an MRI, and it'll, it'll tell you everything about your body. It's remarkable. As I start the show today, and as we go through the ebbs and flows of frustration, anger, motivation that you're going to experience with all the content of the show, just please remember that you're alive today and you saw, you saw Captain Kirk go into space at age 90. Whoa, man, unbelievable. <laughs> Workers quit their jobs at record rates with 4.3 resigning last month. The job openings remain high at 10.4 million. Of course, this has nothing to do with vaccine mandates, according to the White House. No, nothing, nothing to it at all, although, uh, yeah, it does. U.S. workers are quitting their jobs at record rates as the number of job openings across the country remains near record highs. New federal data shows voluntary resignations jumped to 4.3 million in August. Why is this happening? The uh, bloated federal unemployment payments, which amounted to four, what, what, four altogether is $14,400 a year, $300 a week. Those ended. Why are people quitting? What do you got to go to? You're quitting. You're not going to get unemployment. If you quit your job, you're not going to get unemployment. If you go into, uh, you know, wherever you're going, you say, hey, I'm, I'm leaving. You're not going to get unemployment. You only get unemployment when you're terminated. But people are leaving the workforce voluntarily. Why is that? The economy sucks. The data from August were probably too early to reflect the impact of President Joe Biden's vaccine mandates, which were not announced until September the 9th. But millions have dropped out of the labor force since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic for reasons that include early retirement, okay, seeking a new uh, training for a career change, which doesn't pay the bills, and remaining at home as a caregiver. And that happens. I mean, it happens. It happens. It happens. But uh, if you think that was bad, just wait, because <laughs> it's going to get really, really, really ugly. You remember when Michelle Obama years ago said that we're not going to let you return to normal. We're not going to let you go back to your house in suburbia and live, return to normal. Well, CNN is saying Americans won't be able to go back to shopping like in the before times. One of the tenets of socialism is that there are several different classes. One is the ruling class. One is the middle and, the, and one is the lower class. Actually, it's only the ruling class and the lower class. And uh, like in Cuba, the ruling class, they live on the largesse of the people who work in Cuba and the, and the, uh, the, the lower, you know, the, the plebes like you and me, they get five pounds of, is it five pounds of beans and one pound of rice or five pounds of rice and one pound of bean a week? That's what they get. So CNN is saying, you're not going to be able to go back to shopping in the before times. Well, you know what I have to say? Uh, you can kiss it, CNN. With grocery-heavy holidays fast approaching, many shoppers may discover empty shelves where items they used to be with estimates for when supplies will return to normal, ex extending into next spring, and it's all self-inflicted. If you'd hoped grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in the before times. No, no, the before times. What the hell is the before times? Yesterday is the before times. And, and the day before yesterday is the before before times. What an idiotic thing to say. If you had hoped grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in the before times with limited options stretching out before you in a snack, drink, candy, and frozen food aisles, get ready for some disappointing news. This is Socialism 101. This is somebody saying, I hate America because we are consumers. We should feel terrible about consuming. We should feel terrible about everything. And now they're saying you're not going to get what you used to have. Well, I say, you know. 
according to uh, the latest from IRI, uh, around 18% of beverages, 15% of frozen food, 16% of snacks, and 15% of candy, 18% of bakery items were out of stock as stores during the week of October the 3rd. There you go. There you go. There will be things people can't get, according to White House officials. There will be things that people can't get, according to a uh, White House official. Yeah, yeah. Labor Department data shows that Americans made 0.9% less per hour on average in August than they did uh, the year prior. Uh, Republican strategists are seizing on possible Christmas shortages to bash Biden's policies as inflationary, and they are, and thwart his attempt to push through the multi-trillion dollar spending package through Congress in coming weeks, which will make things even worse. This is soul-crushing for any parent. I have a 16-year-old daughter, and uh, you mess with my daughter, you are messing with your life, okay? You mess with my daughter, it's going to get all sorts of ugly for you. But can you imagine sending your daughter off to school and you know that your school's policy is to allow transgendered boys, well, they're, tra- they're tra- I always get confused. Transgendered boy means it's a boy after it was born a girl, right? Uh, and then the, the transgendered boys is the, how hell I get confused. Anyway, a boy who decides he's just going to wear a skirt to get into the girl's bathroom. And, and believe it or not, sexual predators can be 16 years old. And your daughter is in the bathroom and she gets raped because your school's policy is, oh, anybody can go to any bathroom. Is this going to happen every time? No, it's not going to happen every time. But that's one of the fears that parents have. One of the reasons why they say, no, boys go in the boys' room, girls go in the girls' room. I always said this, um, and, I, and I still use this, and I know that it's going to cause great consternation in the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ community, whatever. It goes off, by the way, that goes on into affinity like pi. LGBTQRSTUV, it goes on plus plus zero nine five. It goes on into affinity like pi. So they just stop it at LGBTQR with a plus on the end. I don't know what the hell. I don't know who it involves, but anyway. That's one of the fears that we have as parents. Girls don't want to be in the locker room when a boy is taking a shower. So before we dive into this uh, father in um, Northern Virginia whose daughter was raped by a transgendered female who had a penis... I'm going to get to that in one second. I do want to mention something. Last night I had a conversation with a friend, a a dear friend of mine in uh, Maryland. And we lived in the D.C. area for about 12 years. And she's left the center. She has left, 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 left the center. And let me give you an idea. When they get the Washington Post delivered in their driveway and they're done reading it, they fold it like an American flag and then burn it. Well, maybe not that. But it's, it's like that. I mean, they really are. They think the Washington Post is gospel. And, and uh, several other family members, or so they don't want anything to do with me because I came out of the closet as a conservative, as a talk show host. That said, she spent a week at Shady Grove Hospital where my daughter was born. Shady Grove Hospital, right there in good old, what is it, uh, Germantown or Gaithersburg. And uh, she spent a week there. She had uh, a couple of you know, different complications. It wasn't COVID. And her doctor, who was there every day, several times a day, in her hospital room said, we have no COVID patients. What? Shady Grove Hospital, Montgomery County, Maryland, under some of the most severe restrictions as far as COVID is concerned uh, in the entire country. No patients with COVID. 
My leftist friend said, no people with COVID at Shady Grove Hospital. I'm just saying what she said. I'll tell you where I live right now. Since last March, I've been going to the hospital parking lot near the car dealership I, I used to work at. They're never packed. They never have been with COVID patients. Never have been. A lot of people are being very quiet who work in hospitals. And I think it's because they're being told, shut up or you're done. That's just me. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Home Title Lock. The Social Security Administration's computers are 45 years and older. Did you know that? Yeah, computer servers at the Health and Human Services Department, 50 years old. <laughs> Maybe that's how cyber criminals hacked U.S. Census Bureau computers, where everything you know is stored. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. No, not so much. The threat of some cyber thief stealing your credit card isn't your biggest risk. Your massive risk is when he takes over the ownership of your house. Yeah, it's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest-growing crimes. Cyber criminals simply hack into the vulnerable government, bank, or mortgage company servers where copies of your home title is stored. He then forges your signature, stating you sold your home to him. Then he borrows on your home and leaves you in debt. Nice, huh? Yeah, protect the most valuable asset you have, your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. I ran a scan on my home and I had four alerts. Fortunately, my home has not been stolen by someone. Again, just go to HomeTitleLock.com, use promo code RADIO. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. So one of the big things about allowing boys into locker rooms with girls and bathrooms with girls, parents who have daughters say, A, invasion of privacy, B, generally about 99.9568.8% of rapes occur when a man attacks a woman. So there is that. Well, Scott Smith discovered this. A boy in a skirt at Stonebridge High School raped his daughter in a restroom. Now I remember him. He appeared at a uh, he appeared at a uh, school board meeting, Loudoun County, three months ago, and he was a parent. And he got he got taken down by police and put in cuffs. And I was like, what What's going on? What did he say? He didn't say anything. He wasn't provocative. He just went to the school board meeting to say, Hey, my daughter was raped by a boy in a dress. Here is uh, Scott Smith last night talking about uh, his daughter and the sexual assault she endured. You know, I went to the school board meeting, you know, to see what was going on because I I had seen all this crazy stuff on TV. And I went to see what was going on after my daughter had been assaulted. And, um, you know, there was some crazy stuff being talked about, you know, know, people for things, for against things. I wasn't there for any... You know, I'm good with gay people, cross-gender people, everybody. Anybody who wants to be a good American, I'm good with. I went there to find out why our children weren't safe. And the next Because thing, his daughter, his daughter was raped. thing I know, you know, another parent, activist, you know... Leftist, probably funded by George Soros. Oh, approached my wife and started antagonizing her and I turned around and and said stop and then I then I tried to tell the lady what had happened to my daughter and 
She looked me dead in the face and said, that's not what happened. Okay, here she is, uh, this activist, this leftist activist. And by the way, the all of the school board members there are leftist activists. And they have done everything from doxing parents to threatening to destroy their businesses, etc., for protesting uh, CRT and also child porn in the libraries. And, and this this person, this, this uh, uh, astroturf leftist in the audience said that uh, she would destroy his life. And that just struck me, like, how do you know what happened? You don't even know me. And then she kept going and and the police came and, you know, the officer was trying to help out. He said we needed to be kind to one another. And I said, okay. And I turned my head and she started in on me again and threatened my family business, my livelihood. Everything that, you know, <laughs> gives my family what we need. She threatened to ruin my business on social media. And the Loudoun County School Board, which they all need to be replaced immediately and shamed for the rest of their lives, were very dismissive of this man when he went to the school board meeting to talk about his daughter being assaulted sexually, something that she will never, ever fully recover from. No, they were tuning us all out. They were looking away. They were reading magazines. It, it, it was a joke. They. I believe, and I'd never been to a school board meeting before, so I didn't know what to expect, but I believe that they had full intentions on trying to shut that thing down early because every time we clapped, you know, or tried to support somebody, that we got scolded for it. Well, because, you know, you're a domestic terrorist, according to Merrick Garland, and if you clap or you, or you deliver an impassioned speech, you are a domestic terrorist. However, if you burn down American cities and uh, injure police officers and, uh, and steal stuff, that's not domestic terrorism. That's Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And Scott Smith, after all of this, was told to keep quiet we were under the impression from the prosecutor that this sexual predator was being held on in-house arrest with an ankle monitor. And guess what he did? And would not return to school until these court sessions were done. You know, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. I understand that. But we do have to protect everyone at the same time. I was told by everyone our, my attorneys, the prosecuting attorney, friends of the family, Listen. people I don't even know, yep. that if I wanted justice for my daughter, <laughs> that I needed to keep my mouth quiet and not speak out because in order to get justice for my daughter, which is the most important thing to me, of course, was to not come out and let justice prevail. You know why? Because it would show that a policy was a complete faceplant failure. That your initial concerns about boys going into girls' room, and one of them was the possibility of a sexual assault, shut your mouth. Because it'll show that our policy was an abject failure. To heck with you and your daughter who was sexually assaulted. It's better that you shut your mouth and we keep this policy up. Here is Loudoun County, a school board member, uh, saying essentially that there were no assaults. Do we have assaults in our bathrooms or our locker rooms regularly? To my knowledge, we don't have any records of assaults occurring in our restroom. The issue of... This is after the Smith assault. Assaults taking place or transgender students assaulting other students in the restroom. Uh, Time magazine in 2016 called that um, 
a red herring. The predator trans. Oh, well, Time Magazine says it. I mean, that, that's cool. I, I was wrong. Transgender student is or person simply it does not exist. Uh huh. Well, not according to uh, Scott Smith, actually. So you got to understand, you know, this happened the last week of May, and then, you know, school ended. You know, and the school board and the school system just went on summer break and abandoned us. My wife and I had to spend the entire summer, you know, rebuilding our daughter. You know, unfortunately, there was a couple, you know, you know, rough nights. It- Can you imagine? Are you a parent? I'm, I'm a parent of a daughter. Can you imagine? It was it was it was hell. But the good news is my daughter's doing very well. She's doing well, but it's always going to be with her. Oh, and that student, by the way, well, apparently it's been confirmed that he did it again. Right. So, you know, all summer long. Oh, sorry. I mean, she did it again. You know, we're waiting for justice and I'm keeping quiet. And then last Friday night, the phone rang. I actually believe it was a text from a concerned parent to my wife and said, I need to know what the boy's name is. And we said, we will never discuss that. Why? And then they proceeded to tell my wife that there was another assault at Broad Run High School. And the rumor is that it's the same boy. And they matched the name and they found that that person did it again. I am not trying to uh, demonize all transgendered people. Transgender people got your issues. Uh, maybe that maybe that is a, a genuine uh, a mental issue. Maybe the, you you know there are people who were born with both sets of genitals, and you got to choose one. It happens. But this is one of the things that parents said. Hey, we don't want boys in the gosh darn locker room with our girls, and we don't want them in the bathroom with our girls. Is it a rare occurrence? Yes. Is one too many? Hell yes. When I was a kid, uh, I was part of a Generation X, and Generation X was the uh, the last generation to experience a lot of things like not wearing bike helmets and not having cell phones. And another thing was uh, parents making you sit at the freaking dinner table until you ate something you didn't like. Do you remember that? My mother would make liver and onions. And some people, I don't know, some desperate Depression-era babies who, you know, that's all you had to eat. And, oh, my God, liver and onions. Oh, it's better than the gruel that we normally have. We're going to have liver and onions now. We're living large. You know, and then my mom would make liver and onions. And my dad would just sit there and just eat that liver and onion. Oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. And I would take one bite and go, blip, blip, blip. And, and I would sit at the dang dinner table, try to feed it to the dog, try to hide it under the mashed potatoes. None of it would work. I mean, literally, I sat at the dinner table five hours after dinner, not going to eat the frickin' liver and onions. So that's kind of what's going on with the vaccine. <laughs> that's kind of what's going on with the vaccine. There are a large swath of people that were never uh, opposed to vaccination to begin with. We were never opposed to vaccination to begin with. And then we started to have it jammed down our throats. And then we had uh, Mr. Charlie, uh, the government, and and Joe Biden is a lying liar who lies, and and him uh, threatening us if we didn't get the vaccine. And so now we're saying, you know what, honestly, I'm not eating your frickin' liver and onions. I'm not going to eat your frickin' liver and onions. And that's what's happening in the country right now. 
We don't like being told what to do. There's a reason why this country is the most extraordinary engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind, and that's because of freedom. And I mentioned yesterday, there is a storm coming. It's already here. And as much as this administration tries to tamp it down, and Jen Psaki says, oh, no, no, Southwest Airlines, it wasn't about the vaccine. The, the pilots were on it. You're wrong, Jen. You're wrong, Jen. And by the way, oh, you should, did you see the outfit she wore yesterday? I mean, she was in full-bloomed communist red. Full-blown communist red. And she was Oh, man, she was epic yesterday, trying to take down everybody from Ted Cruz to whoever. I mean, it was like full-blown communist propaganda news conference. It was, I, wow, I was like, wow, just wow, just wow. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about CRT, Critical Race Theory 1619 Project, which is being taught in schools around the country. There is no doubt about it, and as much as you try to say it is not, what the Democrat Party right now is trying to do with what happened in Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square protesters were following the, uh, the same playbook as Berlin Wall. They knew that the, the, the USSR was a paper tiger. They knew that they had the United States Ronald Reagan. They knew that they had Pope John Paul. They knew they had Margaret Thatcher uh, fighting against this, and it turned out that the Soviet Union was a paper tiger. Not so much with communist China. Communist China could give a rat's behind what anybody thought. And communist China, even though this was a peaceful protest in Tiananmen Square, asking for the same Western freedoms that were afforded with the fall of the Soviet Union, they decided to black out all the footage uh, and crush people to death with tanks and literally wash their bodies into the sewers. That's what the Democrat Party would like to do to our thoughts and, and maybe even our physical beings. And now they're saying that as we bring up critical race theory, which everybody knows is being taught, everybody knows this crap is being taught, and they're trying to act like it doesn't really exist. This is Margaret Tlaib, I guess, on uh, with John King on uh, Inside Politics saying, hey, critical race theory doesn't exist, even though there are thousands of parents around the country protesting against critical race theory. And a lot of debate about critical race theory, about what's being taught in schools. To have a candidate for governor say, I don't want to listen to parents, or I want, I would go. Talking about Terry McAuffle. Side with teachers over parents. Yeah. Stepping in it. Yeah, it's clearly a misstep. And I just, let's just say for the record, just in case anyone doesn't know, they don't teach critical race theory to kids in K through 12 schools. That's not a thing anywhere in the country, including in Virginia. But setting that only, only Okay, you're high. You are absolutely high. Parents in Northern Virginia have reacted to the National School Boards Association's suggestion that they are domestic terrorists. These are several of these parents, including Xi Van Fleet, who escaped communist China, who says, oh, really? I think you're full of crap. Was in China. I spent my entire school. Was in China. I spent my entire school years in the Chinese Cultural Revolution. So I'm very, very familiar with the communist tactics of how they divide people, how they cancel the Chinese traditional culture and destroy our heritage. And all this is That sounds kind of familiar. ...here in America. Now they are labeling parents and concerned citizens like me as domestic terrorists. <laughs> what that can do? 
You want me to I don't think that uh, parents around the country going to school board meetings uh, caused $2 billion in damage, hundreds of police officer injuries, and 30 uh, murders like CRT or like uh, uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Lose your freedom. I do have a question. What's next step? Is the Tiananmen Square crackdown the next? Did I just mention the Tiananmen Square massacre a couple of minutes ago? I think I did. Question. What's next step? Is the Tiananmen Square crackdown the next? Would parents one day risk their lives just to speak up? I think we would, actually. Here's Elizabeth Schultz. She is another Northern Virginia uh, concerned parent who's been working with uh, uh, Azra Numani, among others, about what's going on in schools. You're not chilling the first amendment. Oh, and listen to what's going on at school board meetings now. Listen to what's happening at school board meetings now. You're not chilling the first amendment. Speak up. For the children, that's why you are freezing parents in place about whether to even show up at a school board meeting. You know, um, some school boards are requesting identification and they're wanding people like they're going through a TSA checkpoint to show up to speak on behalf of their children. You know, they did the same thing with the unarmed protesters uh, on January the 6th. They're painting moms and dads who have minivans with stickers that say my kid is an honor student <laughs> and they're calling him they're calling him domestic terrorists like the the patriots who went to washington dc to see donald trump speak and donald trump said peacefully assemble and the reason why they're caterwauling and they're going bananas is because the truth is coming out you're not going to be able to tamp it out. The, the amazing thing about the left in this country, and, uh, Barack Obama and, uh, and Joe Biden, is this, this might have flown in a country that didn't have the First Amendment for 240 years. This might have flown with people who haven't embraced the First Amendment, the Second Amendment wholeheartedly. This might have flown. They really thought. They really thought they could just tamp us down and make us go away. And uh, instead, what you've done is you've, uh, in a, for lack of a better cliche, awakened a... Uh, a sleeping giant. Here's another concerned parent in Northern Virginia. This is uh, Suparna Dutta. No one can take our place. And um, I, I could not believe in America, which is supposed to be the land of liberty, um, somebody uh, could target parents like this. If we were every other country, if the United States did not exist in the Constitution and Christopher Columbus coming here, uh, Captain Kirk would have never been born, let alone gone into space. Parents, we are the primary educators for our children. No one can take our place. That's not according to Terry McAuliffe. McAuliffe. And to tell <laughs> us that we had the audacity to speak up for our children was shocking to say the least. Mm, here's a little bit more from uh, expatriate of China, Xi Von Fleet, not Greta Von Fleet, I love those guys, uh, talking about uh, government schools being taught to teach a government ideology, and that's all. In China, the school, the public school, are really government school. And here, is the same thing is happening here. The radical left has already taken over our educational system. They control the schools. The school board. Now, wait a minute. Terry McAuliffe is saying that this is not happening. And he's wrong, and he's going to get his, his rear end pounded into sand in a couple of weeks. And other associations, such as Teacher Association and the National uh, School Board Association. 
and they actually have been training our children to be the social justice warriors for a long time. Now, if you see a uh, Toyota Sienna or a Honda Odyssey minivan driving down the street, and you see those little stick figures on the back there that shows the mom and the dad and the, and the stick figures of the little boys and the little girls and maybe the dogs and the cats and all that, that, my friends, I mean, beware, because that is domestic terrorism. Here is Azra Nomani on CNN talking about a book that she found in the library in Fairfax County at a school, her son's school. It literally says here, whiteness is a bad deal. And it has a symbol of Satan. And this is the contract that they say whiteness brings. And children are getting this book. And I fit into the intersectional world. I'm a Muslim. I'm an immigrant. I'm a mom of color. Yeah, but are you transgendered, uh, amputee, Native American? There's some boxes you're not checking there. I am a single mom, but yet I deny all of these, you know, privileges in the new paradigm of the oppression matrix because we're all human beings. Imagine that. And this is the funny thing is that uh, this is the thing that's going to bring us together. This is the thing that's going to bring us together. Here is uh, Terry McAuliffe saying that basically this whole uh, CRT thing is made up, and this is what's going to cost him the governor's race. And, and, and by the way, when it happens, when he loses, I'm going to party like it's 1999. The Washington Post talked to a number of voters, including one who previously backed Democrats, yeah. one who voted for you yeah. uh, in 2013, but now says, quote, uh, now is switching over to the Republican Glenn Youngkin because he believes public schools are pushing a radical... His polling is really bad right now. ...agenda in which American history is portrayed as racist and transgender kids are encouraged to use the bathroom of their choice. So you lost that voter. What do you say to him? I really hate to see what Glenn Youngkin is trying to do to Virginia, what Donald Trump did our country. Do you I... mean make things better? Because right now things pretty much suck. I really hate to see the division... The hatred. We're putting these children. In oh, it's all about hatred and racism. You are the guys who hate. No, we're not. This horrible position. Let's, let's just be clear. We don't teach critical race theory. This is a <laughs> made up. This is a Trump, Betsy DeVos, ah, uh, Glenn Youngkin. No. To divide people. And, and, and it, it actually started before uh, Betsy DeVos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's our here's our battle cry, by the way. This is our this is our theme song for parents who say, you know what? CRT is crap. School board meeting is where I'll be. There we go. There we go. Cause teachers are teaching the CRT. Go. They say that girls can become boys. I'm gonna go make me some noise. Make some noise. Make some noise. Joe Biden can tell me what to say. Let's go, Brandon, all the way. Let's go, Brandon. Ring, ring goes the bell. Mary Collin can go to hell. And Terry McCullough. Uh, this is from Mark. Mark says, Rob, I'm a father of four in Maryland. I'm fed up with a public education. As a taxpayer, my wife and I choose to send our kids to private school. We don't benefit from the taxes we pay toward public schools. Here is my idea to win back the country. And he said, I'm considering changing my party affiliation from Republican to Democrat, then run for local office and put my effort to improving local government. In Maryland, the sheep will vote Democrat party line. 
My first priority will be to change the public education system. Now, here's the thing, and I said to him, and I, and I, and I caught it mid-response to his email. And I said, here's the problem, Mark. If you run as a Democrat and you want to get people in Maryland to vote for you as a Democrat, you are going to have to lie about all of your positions and then completely reverse them when you get into office. And then it hit me. This is what Democrats do. (laughs) Joe Biden ran as a moderate. See, we're not these people. We're not these people. We're not evil and conniving and awful like leftist Democrats are. He said, I'll just go ahead and put Democrat in front of my name and I'll, I'll run for office and I'll convince him that I'm a Democrat. No, you got to lie about everything. You've you got to lie about everything that you hold true to you and then get in office and then reveal your true self. And that's what Democrats do. That's why, Mark, you'll never be able to run as a Democrat because you are not a soulless succubus from hell. That's the thing. You you actually you have beliefs and you and you and you believe in the in the country and the constitution and you believe in uh, you know uh, not CRT not being taught in schools and you believe that uh, that this is the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind. You can't lie. Democrats do all the time. They have no problem with campaigning as a you know Republican principles and then reversing everything when they get in office. Do you think that anybody voted for the crap that's going on right now in Washington D.C.? Do you think anybody voted for any of this crap? Maybe some people very left of center, but uh, no. Otherwise, no, no. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past Gold Star families, police and all first responders, and you, and you. Thank you very much. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.